0: Welcome everybody to the Slow Twitch podcast. I am Eric Wynn. I am joined with my partner in crime, Ryan Heisler.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Um, we don't have a guest today because we've got a lot of things to talk about that don't really involve a guest. Well, I
1: mean, it's also, you know, everyone is packing up, getting ready to go to
0: Kona. Which we like, are gonna it, talk about.
1: It's finally here, right? Dude. Like the capstone. <laughs>
0: All right, we let's just dive it. into it. Let's just dive into Kona real quick. <laughs> um, I'm shocked. I'm totally shocked. I'm super happy. I'm super. I am I'm elated. Is that a word?
1: Is that uh, elated word is the word. And yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you yeah.
0: elated for, Eric? Because they, and I don't, all you haters out there, just like go sit in a corner and cry. There's 2,100 athletes on the start list.
1: It's unbelievable.
0: And I right? think that's like, just fucking cool because it, I, mean, there, I was really – we've talked about this. I was worried. I was worried that because of the debacle last year with Kona and Iron Man and the mayor and all that stuff and blah, 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 and the And I, I was worried that it was too soon and we were going to screw the ladies over.
1: Yeah, I mean I think – you know, you look at the way that 70.3 worlds grew from a one to a two day event, right? Everyone went and participation levels on women's day, you know, it took time to grow into the size of event that it is today. Um, yeah, we we always have that scale, right? Like Kona, like it, it, like everyone was concerned. Oh, the women's race isn't going to have as many people racing it it's not going to be anything and then you know you look at the numbers and you have over two thousand athletes registered for it and arguably you have a much better like you have a deeper women's professional field racing than you did for the men's world championship in nice and part of that's just because of schedule and we're not coming off the back of seven huge races in the month of august um but this really feels like we're getting that build and excitement that everyone was really hoping would be there and i'm really excited for that
0: yeah yeah well i mean i will say that the the professional women better have a, a really big field because they've they've complained about it for years i mean you and so if they didn't they they were going to get they were going to get yeah, <laughs> I they mean, they were gonna get the, their, they were gonna get their asses handed to them because, yeah. you know, and and kudos to them, ladies, congratulations, you did it, um, you you kicked, you screamed, you got your day, which is what you deserve. But you know what, you showed up when you got it. So, well, it
1: was like you put your money where your mouth was. Like yeah. you said, you know what, if you give us the opportunity, we'll show up. And yeah. they're there. And I mean there's there are so many compelling race stories that are going to be coming. You have Taylor Nib who's going to make her debut at the Iron Distance at the Iron championships. I know. Let's it's let's go crazy. That's I know. Next week,
0: I know. No, come on. Just what dude, what do you think? Is she gonna walk?
1: I mean, everyone walks at some point on your no, deb- debut Ironman. Yeah. I, I mean, I I just. Does she finish? I, oh, yeah. I, I think she finishes and I think she's actually going to finish well. I, I'm not going to be shocked if she's leading at like mile 10 of the marathon. The thing that she's going to run into, um, which is the thing that she has run into at 70.3 racing, has been nutrition Oh, yeah. getting it right. And, like, if there is a place that will absolutely punish you for getting that wrong, it's Kona. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a hell of a stage to have to m- learn that lesson.
0: Man, I'm nervous for her.
1: I mean... I'm nervous it, for It's going to be something. And, you know, there's just, there's so many there's so many top women there that you could throw 10 names in a hat and draw them 10 different ways. And like, that's your potential for, you know, your podium. Like it's just, it's and so all,
0: crazy. They're, they're all fit and they're all healthy. I mean, there's, I, I, I don't know of one that's not fi- firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, and I that, mean I just in contention for the podium. Like they're all just ready to go. Danielle, It's too bad it's not Chelsea, this weekend. Taylor <laughs> like Sky is really fit. She's ready to go. Like there's just a lot of women that are ready to go.
1: Um and I mean it's also it's Cool, because we're hearing from our partners and everything else. Like you're hearing, like the buzz of, oh, we're going. Like this is who we're bringing. Like, yeah, the party's coming.
0: Yeah, and you know, kudos to Iron Man. They um, they went back with their tail between their legs, like we told them to do six months ago, and um, they started to fill the expo. So oh, nice. Yeah. So they're 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 repenting of their sins, like we all have to do which I probably will at some point with some of these comments, um, but kudos to him. So we'll, we'll see. I I'm excited to get there. We, we take off this Saturday. Um, and uh, so we'll get there a couple of days early and uh, we'll be there to report on it all day. Um, I don't, we're, we're not doing a ton of stuff with athletes. We've got a lot of, you know, photo galleries that we're going to be producing um, I got Glenn from Corp Vision just cruising around because they've got all these good. He's just got yeah. all these relationships with these athletes. He's a wonderful photographer, um, so he's going to be producing a lot of content for us um, from a from a picture perspective. And then um, you know we've got a lot of people coming to the house this year. Um, we we got a house um, because we launched the team, and so we're going to be talking about that. Um, but you know. Certified Piedmontese is coming on board as a sponsor of the team through good life. And so we're going to have a lot of really good food at the house. We've got our party on Thursday um, for those people who saw it on the forum and registered for it. Um, Registration's closed. So we got our guest list. Uh, We're going to have a really good fun gathering. Um, It's not going to be a huge raffle thing like it used to be. It's going to be a nice pleasant meal where people can hang out and talk and get to know each other and um we're, we're gathering and celebration as it were
1: rather yeah. than you yeah yeah
0: it's like- just I've, I've always loved the kona gathering for slow twitch but i always felt like you know people were there for the free shit and then they just left so
1: which, i mean
0: i don't blame them but like- we're still going to give away from some free stuff Um. But I just, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want it to be just that. I want people to come because they want to, I want to talk to people. I want to interact no. with people.
1: Yeah. If CP ex- winds up giving away a meat box, like that's. They
0: are. Yeah. They yeah. Will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They will.
1: Yeah. So if you're in Kona, like you want that prize. Yeah. <laughs> Trust yeah. me. You want if, that prize.
0: If, if you've registered already for the party. Right. Um, so yeah, so we, and then we, we just, just talked to Chris Foster over at triathlete. Um, and, uh, we, we've got the bike count coming in. Um, it's going to be, you know, we're, we, we're teaming up like we always do with, with those guys and, and ladies and, and the industry. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's the industry's bike count. It's, it's not slow twitches, it's not triathletes, it's the industries, it's it's all of our information. And so um, everybody shows up, everybody helps, um, and uh, we're going to get all of that information to the the community, uh, which will be interesting to see, because now we have gender split for the first time, really ever, when it comes to a world championship bike count.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting, right? One, um, to be able to look at the data in aggregate between Nice and Kona in terms of bike brands and what people are riding and everything. But it also like you'll have the gender divide, you'll have the geographic divide Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, for one reason or another, right? Like you're deeper in the number of Americans racing Kona than you are that race Nice um, just as overall percentage of field. And so we're going to get some interesting data points around like, do we see, you know, specific brands have better market penetration um, both for bikes, but also components. Um, And I think that'll be really kind of cool to see just how much that splits out and then even be able to compare that against some of the, Data that we have from our readers um, regarding what they have for preferences and what brands they're considering um, as they go into things. Because the one thing that I've been diving into, right, is, you know, it's the quote unquote end of the triathlon year, right? So going through all of our reporting, and I'm looking at when people are really interested in bike purchases. And it's usually like, the next three months and the first three months of the next year, like that's your bike buying season. Oh yeah. Um, and so, you know, like to be able to take that data and say like, these are the brands that really kind of have to have like their heads in the game and ready to go because people are going to be chomping at the bit to buy their bikes.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're excited. It's going to be a really fun week. It's going to be hard. A lot of, lot of stuff that we're doing, but, um, We'll be
1: mainlining caffeine yet again for another week.
0: We are, uh, bringing the party to the party in Kona next week. So we're stoked about that. Um,
1: can you talk a little bit more about the team just for those who may have missed your announcement this past week? Yeah, we,
0: we've got some more advertising that we're going to start doing about the team. Um, so we are, we're starting an age group team. Um, and it, it costs money. Um, you know, the team will make money off of the, the stuff that people buy. Um, it, this is a business. I, I hate to break it to people, but, um, I feel like we truly are doing something unique and different, um, with the team. First of all, um, we don't want to have a huge team this was really a money grab. We would go after as many people as we possibly can. We don't want that. Um, We want max four or 500 people on this team. Um, The one thing that has always inspired me about this particular, like launch of the team was, I guess the history of where I came into uh, helping the team that used to be the Timex team that then Mm -hmm. went to the Sunto team and and a couple of athletes that really at the end of the day, um, you know, during COVID, when, when things weren't really happening at all, they really demonstrated the importance that they had to a community Um, and, and a community that saw the same vision within that, that set of, of individuals. Um, So like, minded human beings with totally different viewpoints in life outside of triathlon. But when it came to what they aspired to be within the sport, they all had that same fire in their belly. And that was, yeah, they like to go and do the best that they can. And they love getting on the podium and they love, you know, winning their age group. And they're proud of that. But they're also really focused on growing the sport and being the individuals that people can not only look up to, but that they can talk to and that they're approachable and that they take the time to explain to anyone and everybody, whatever questions that they have. Um, And so over the last couple of years as a group, um, because it's been a group decision. We've always talked about, you know, do we want to expand this? And if we do expand this, what does this look like? Right. Um, you know, and what are their individual roles in this and whatnot? And, um, and so we've always kind of the last couple of years, we've had this small little tiny team of like, I mean, small, like five or six, right? Yeah. Um, but we've written articles about these, these human beings and, and the stuff that they've done, uh, primarily, tim hola because the guy just did a bunch of crazy stupid shit that was awesome and so we just and followed tim him right
1: which is nice
0: yeah yeah tim can write you know <laughs> um and and you know but there's these there's you know you've got caitlin stanifer and you know some other individuals on the team too that you know that they've just they've they're just kind of they're more quiet you know they don't they don't right. really want a lot of stories but, but like caitlin's written some stuff and just super talented individuals that, that live and breathe the things that we believe in. And And um,
1: I just want to say like the thing that I find super interesting, especially as like this iteration of the team is, you know, starting to come together is there's different ways to be both aspirational and inspirational and being able to pull, you know, Yes, there are some people who are incredibly talented athletes, but there's also people who are incredibly talented at bringing a community together and really trying to get more people involved in the sport in some way. And the sense that this is really kind of, it's looking for both, right? Like it's not an either or, it's not just the, you know, only people at the pointy end of the field. It's not, hey, you know, like we want everyone. It's like, there are ways for you to be able to kind of connect with others, whether that's through race results or whether that's through your engagement in a community or something else. And like that provides the backbone of what this thing is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so we've had this like how would it work and blah, 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 you know, and then, um, the, my personal relationship with the, you know, the, the people at certified Piedmontese and good life brands has, has developed, um, over the last couple of years and, and they, and they share a lot of the same passions that we and team members have um and we've and that's and that's been tried and true because we've done a lot of things together um where we have you know supported them they've supported us and we just jive really really well and so um we've we've teamed up with them to create the slow twitch good life racing team and it was important for us to not just do a triathlon team but to support the community that is slow Twitch and that community are runners both road and off it's cyclists, both road and gravel it's triathletes. I mean, the only thing that we're not really going after specific is just like swimmers because there, I don't think a, a swimmer, that doesn't do anything else would ever really go to our site, right? Um, it's pretty might. rare. Like yeah, there's yeah. there's
1: the folks who frequent, you know. There's a swim thread that shows up every month, right? And it's pretty much run by like a couple of people who just swim, right? Yeah, it's, I know. It's a good little. It's a it good is. little niche, yeah. but uh, you but know. But they like, also
0: also they also triathletes like like monty's always involved in that right because he's always he's a big swimmer but he's he's also you know he's he's a triathlete
1: right um the thing that i think is you know like as you're talking about all of these different areas right like this goes back to a lot of conversations that we've had on the podcast about event diversification like people aren't doing you know like they're not just doing Iron Man, like it's like oh I'm gonna do this and a swim run and a gravel race and something else and it's like yeah well, let's have something for everyone right <laughs> like as you choose your own adventure like there's opportunity here
0: yeah yeah exactly and so um you know so we we have these categories right where um and it's been fascinating to see the applications come in because it's what are you interested in are you interested in the triathlon team the uh, cycling road and off team or the, the the run and trail run team and and like 56 percent have chosen all which goes to show you that we're on the right track
1: right. when it
0: comes to what does this community do so 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 how it will work is um, we will we're going to run applications for the next week or so. And then we're gonna close applications and we're gonna go through all of, all of them. And we're gonna, um, you know, we're gonna, we are going to remove people that we don't think are going to be a good fit for the team. It's an application process. Uh, we appreciate you applying, we wish you well elsewhere. Now, with that, everyone will get an email and they will have options when it comes to buying kits. So there will be a triathlon specific you know, team kit. There will be a road, and so the triathlon stuff is made by Zoot. So, Zoot doesn't pay us. None of our sponsors pay us money. um It's we're buying this stuff. They're, they gave us they give us great discounts, but we buy it like everybody else does. And we didn't beat them up on pricing. How much does this stuff cost? Okay, great, thanks, wonderful. We'll make that work. So we go in, and so so triathlon is Zoot. Um, and then we've got cycling It's Castelli, um, because at the end of the day, Castelli makes more winter stuff than Zoot does. Like Zoot makes great stuff. Castelli makes really, really good stuff when it comes to cycling. And we want everyone to be as comfortable as possible and have the tools that they need to be successful. And then run, we are, um, going after we're, we're doing a deal with, and I, why am I brain farting this, um, Precigio. Okay. Which is two times you, right? It's Jamie. It's the founder of two times you. And he legit is making things that are sustainable. And what a, there's, I don't think there's a better partner out there for when it comes to the people that are on trail and runners from, a good, feel truthful story when it comes to the apparel that they'll be training and racing in. So everyone will have an opportunity to order one kit, many kits, whatever they want to do. Right. And then, then they're on this team, right? Okay. So then what happens, right? Well, we've got this list of, of partners and sponsors and industry things, right? All of that stuff will then be facilitated through our new Shopify so instead of having to just get a discount and go buy it at, 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 and, and deal with customer service somewhere else, well, you guys will be able to come and buy from the Shopify account. And we will be the ones that help facilitate that. So we're the ones that are taking basically a charge of the customer service. Right. So, what we're trying to do is we're trying to take care of the community that we're building personally. And we're working with companies that we have long standing history with. So that we can, you know, refine the process as fast as we can, when and if we need to. Um, and so I think that's why we're just a little bit different and a little bit more unique than anything out there. Um, and, and the other thing is, it really is—it's—it's community-driven, right? Like, yep. you know, there's there's so many teams out there, and 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 wonderful teams, and we're not trying to compete. With those teams, when it comes to getting athletes, we're going to compete against you on the race course. Like, watch out. But when it comes to the community, like we just want to gather the people that are in our community and get to know them better, right? And the best way to do that is to get in person with them, you know. And and what a better sponsor to team up with than a company that provides really good, wholesome food, because that's going to be the gatherings that we have. You know, I mean, it's, what does everybody want to do after a really long race besides take a shower? They want to fucking drink a beer and eat food. Right. (laughs) So that's what, so that's what we're going to do. So we'll have these regional, um, things that we're doing. And then, and then certified Piedmontese is, they're they're making moves in the triathlon space. They're going after professional athletes. We'll have a write up about that next week. Um, they've already signed four. Um, I'm helping them with that. Just full disclosure, and we're we're going to utilize these athletes to help continue to inspire the community that we're trying to build. And so, you know, these professional athletes will be able to come to these events and be able to talk so i mean it's not are we creating something totally new no not we're, we're 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 doing a spin-off of like everything else that's out there but we're doing it in a way that we feel like works best for not only the current slow twitch community that we have but also the the slow twitch community that we're trying to build upon right so that's the team man so if you guys haven't applied get on fly it's awesome get your
1: shit together
0: <laughs> it's going to be cool. Yeah. Cuz it's going to it's going to be cool.
1: Yeah, and applications will close and then yeah, someone's yeah. going to have to read
0: all of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, and I will <laughs> say this too about <clears throat> the the thing that's a little bit different, right? With us versus generally speaking teams that get like a discount on mm-hmm. things is 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 we're going to have a lot of different offerings throughout the year. Right. And so instead of just like here's your fifteen percent discount, you know, if it's available, we're gonna be able to hit up with team members of like, hey, we've got thirty-five percent going on in in two weeks because these guys are trying to do a closeout on stuff. And so we're just passing it on to you. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm a little nervous. I don't Uh, I I fear rejection sometimes, Ryan.
1: As so are you as nervous about this? as you were like going into the deal to buy slow twitch in the first place
0: i wasn't nervous or is it different it's different yeah it's it's different because that's a that's a business transaction this is this is a personal
1: it's got a little bit of personal yeah
0: yeah you know it's it's just different so
1: well i mean it's also you know
0: it's also new i was i was I was buying a site that's 22 years old i was
1: about to say right like you slow twitch is a known quantity right like in terms of a website and everything else like this is a this is a cool pivot and i think a a really fun extension of what we are as a community right Yeah. because we're we have that function as you know news and authenticity in terms of the voices of our writers and everything else. But then we also have like this really strong community aspect of who we are with the forum and the email lists that we have and everything. And so like a team makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Um, Yes. Slutwitch isn't a website. Slutwitch is a community. It's a living, breathing organization. And we need to continue to grow and strengthen that and nurture we do we do and it it needs to be it needs to have an opportunity to have more than just online interaction yeah society as a whole needs that more slow switch particularly needs that more and and i was i was reminded about that when I had no intentions on doing a slow switch party again at all. Like I'm like, yeah, <laughs> whatever it's fine. Like it's, it's, a, you know, went there last year is kind of a pain in the butt to set up. It's hot. And, you know, it lasted two hours and like, all right, cool, man. Like whatever. Um, but then people started talking about it on the forum and, and there was a lot of, you know, genuine interest about gathering together. Right. Um, and so that's when I, was like okay and then i started to see a lot of the with very very little you know notices or advertising or whatever like we made we made a facebook post on our facebook site that was it and we had hundreds of people sign up for just interest in the team right and then we wrote an article and we had that many people apply so you you are going to see some advertisements go out just because we we need to advertise towards the the cycling and the gravel community and the trail running community. Yep. Um, so we're going to go pretty heavy on it the next week, but it's, it's cool to see, you know, one of the questionnaires is why do you want to join? And, you know, people's reasonings are, they're rad. And uh, I'm excited to, you know, do whatever we can to help them, achieve what they want within the team and the community and, and whatever goals that they have within the sport and in their own personal lives, if we can help them with that, it's awesome. It's what, it's what we're here for. It's what we do.
1: So for everyone's gear and everything else, will you only ship via UPS?
0: Uh, you're talking about the FedEx debacle yes, I've yes. had for the last three days, <laughs> man, like dude, FedEx, like man, Get your shit together! Like it's ridiculous. So I mean, we- there's this. <laughs> so we got we got a a helmet painted right out of right. out of Connecticut, right? And we got it shipped back, and FedEx decided without anything in my profile because it's under my account, like that there was going to be a signature required for delivery. Well, once it's in their system, you can't change it. Like no. I've called nope. it. You can't like, it's just, you're, you're fucked. It's signature required. And because of all the porch pirates out there these days, the FedEx guy, he, he can't like, you can't write a note on the door and leave it there and say like, Hey dude, love you so much. Oh, it's direct signature me. required. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't. They won't leave it. And I learned this three months ago when I had something shipped to a house where I was at a shoot. And finally, like the third day in a row, the FedEx guy finally was just like, dude, I can't leave it. I'm responsible for it. The best that I can do is I left it at this location. And I was like, well, you learn something new every day. So anyway, so signature required. So of course I stay home all day yesterday waiting for this fucking package to show up. And at 4.30, I get a text message that said it's delayed. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, great. So I log in. There's no information about anything. It's nope. just delayed, right? It That was it. I got a text message that it was out for delivery, text message that it was delayed. So this morning, I log in again to try to... So they claim that they tried to deliver it, Yesterday, when I got that text message, I was in Mm -hmm. my living room. Didn't happen. No, you didn't. Lies. So then, so then I, so then I'm like, it's like seven thirty in the morning, right? And I'm like, well, maybe I can get to the FedEx because on the look on on the notification it says, you know, you you can go pick up your package. I was like, well, maybe I can get there in time to like maybe grab it off the truck or at least talk to somebody about the signature thing and blah 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 because I'm not calling the one eight hundred number again. So I get there, and of course, they're not open till 8:30 in the morning. All their trucks leave at 8:25, and you know, and of course, the guy, poor dude, he's just like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I just got on a truck." I'm like, "Yeah, no duh, because they leave at 8:25 and you're open at 8:30. Like, no shit. So then there's nothing that this guy can do except try to reroute it. I'm like, "Well, how does that work?" He's like, "Well, we try to get a hold of the contact of the driver, and you know, it's just like all these people are doing their best." But it's this stupid rule that makes zero sense. So then it's like, I'm like, okay, well, what, what, what can I do? I'm supposed to shoot this helmet today. I was supposed to shoot it yesterday. Now I'm supposed to shoot it today. We're all set up. We're ready to do it. I'm totally random in here. I'm sorry, everybody. But so he's like, well, you can come back. And I was like, he's like, we'll hold it for you. I was like, cool. What time? He's like, well, after six and I was like all right what time do you close he's like 6:15
1: <laughs> I mean
0: <laughs> I, just, I just I mean the guy and I had just we had this moment where we we're just like both of us were like yeah it's fucked like all right cool man yeah sweet yeah i was like well hopefully They'll uh, actually show up today, and uh, my wife can, you know, not be on a call for work, and she can maybe go and sign it. If not, I'm just, I'm gonna show up at six, and you know, high five the guy, and see if we can't pull it off a truck.
1: Guy's not gonna be there. They're gonna close early. Uh, yeah. It's just,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it is it it is what it is. You know, no, it's, I mean,
1: anything it, with direct signature required, right? And for. You know, folks, if you buy anything direct to consumer from, like whether it's wheels or bikes or anything else, you are going to deal with this because the amount of the package, right, like, will mean any, that you're gonna have to have a direct signature on it, right? Any like,
0: anything that is valued over four hundred and ninety nine dollars requires a direct signature when you're shipping. Uh, in in unless you go into the settings and change it, which I have, because I asked the guy, I'm like, well, is, is that marked in mine? He's like, no, and I'm like. Exactly. (laughs) I don't understand, which is hard because it's like, these are policies that huge corporations make. Right. And everybody suffers because of it. Primarily the employees suffer because it's super frustrating for the customer. And then the customer, most of them just takes it out on the employee that is just there to, you know, yeah, it's your frontline employee,
1: right? Yeah. Like the yeah. retail clerk that's making 17 bucks an hour. To, and I was and I know. was
0: so irritated. I was so irritated. But I I like, I made sure that guy knew. I was like, look, man, I know this isn't your fault. And I know that like I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated with the situation because like this just hoses me today. I know, first of all, problems, man. I can't get my I mean, helmet. Blah, blah, blah. Well,
1: I mean, you know. Like, I get why the policy exists, right? Like, it's probably an insurance policy requirement, right, in order to be able to minimize losses on their front, right? Well, you got all these
0: people that just steal packages everywhere. So, yeah.
1: I'd make a joke that this is your fault for going for non-union labor with FedEx versus UPS, but, you know, that's (laughs) not the point. It's go just it. it. It sucks, right? Like I mean, I can I can talk
0: about like who you voted for and why we have so many porch pirates that are being uh-huh. like we can go that sure. around. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: that that problem wasn't <laughs> spiking beforehand. Nope, no sir.
0: <laughs> sure hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> oh that's for God. sure. Yeah, <laughs> you go hang out in downtown uh-huh. San Francisco for a day. we we'll walk around Portland. Go do it. Dare you? Uh, PDX is fine. Take your kid, take your little girl uh-huh. down to one of those downtown.
1: PDX is fine. We walk around Boston; it's fine.
0: Boston's really not that affected that much. I mean,
1: Mass and Cast is.
0: It's too cold. Oh, it's yeah. Well, I mean, there's that. But politics um, aside, man, I just I hope we can all just get our shit together and like get back to some sort of normalcy, man. Like this is just insane.
1: Well, I mean, so this kind of dovetails a little bit where uh, into. We recently put on our race here in Connecticut, right? And yeah. just the the demands of people, and I think, like, the experience of COVID and isolation, I think, just absolutely melted some people's brains. And being able to interact with others in public,
0: oh, and, everyone for like they totally forgot how to have manners um, and yeah.
1: And so, you know, what we're seeing are increased demands out of, you know, your volunteer race directors. You know, like we don't we don't make money on this in Denver. If anything, this past race cost us probably between three and four thousand dollars out of pocket in terms of just stuff that we donated or didn't take. So that way we could make sure that there was actually money for the charitable partner at the end of the day. Sure. Um, But, you know, like, what you're going to eventually see are these small races evaporate because they cannot put up with the kinds of demands that people are asking out of them, right? Like... Yeah, a rate, a half marathon costs, you know, fifty-two dollars a person to produce right now. Like just <laughs> just to put that in perspective, right? Like Yeah, know, but how much not, are you charging? So early registration was right around fifty five dollars. So there's, you know, a two dollar profit margin in that.
0: Mark it up, right? bro.
1: Well, so but then you're look you get to a point where it's like, what do you mean a half marathon costs a hundred dollars or a hundred and twenty dollars? And it's not a Disney race, right? Like eventually we're going to see consolidation around like large event producers, and you're gonna have this gap in the marketplace of where'd all the community events go? Well, they disappeared because everybody was like, you know, oh, I didn't want to pay for that. Or geez, you know, they screwed me because I said I couldn't run this race because I wanted to run another one that day and they didn't give me a refund. Yes, that was a legitimate complaint.
0: I'm going to dis- but- disagree with you on the pricing thing, but I'm going to 100% agree with you. Not the fact that it costs that much to produce a race. I'm going to disagree with you that you just need to raise your rates and deal with that. But I'm going to 100% agree with you on... um we all need to get back to like some normalcy when it comes to why are we doing this? And, and, and being able to just be happy with experiencing what we all fell in love with to do. And I mean, we saw it at the gravel try, right. Where, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't provide, you know, medals and race shirts and stuff like that because like we didn't charge that much. And we also were just like, look, we just wanted to do this for fun. Like, We provided timing, like that's cool.
1: Yeah. So, to kind of back that up a little bit, right? Like, one of the things that we have definitely looked at, right, is do we make this a bare bones thing where literally you get a time and a couple of aid stations and that's it? Or, you know, like, do people want an event out of this thing, right? And that's a hard line to figure out in terms of what your audience is really kind of demanding. And we figured out over time, like our audience, like they're the people that are there for a medal, they're there for a t-shirt, they're there for like it's it's almost secondary that there's a race that's happening with it. Um, but that also means like stuff.
0: Do they care money? about? Do they care about the charity? Because this. Yep. the... Yeah. Okay. That, right. So, so I, but, so I'm going to have a suggestion for you. Oh, okay. You should go Say. the spirit, you should go the spirit airlines route. So, so you should go bare minimum, right? Like, hey, this is, this is how much it costs to put this race on with timing. This is, and, and just be, just be honest with people about it instead yeah, of, so, so well, let, me let me finish. I'll, right? I'll get there. I'll okay, explain it. So, Okay. So, right. And then <clears throat> everything else is a la carte. You want a medal? This is how much you pay. You want a t-shirt? This is how much you pay. This is our cost. This is how much goes to the charity. And at the end of the day, you allow your community and your race to determine whether or not it wants a race for a charity. Not you and your race organizer. It's the community that decides whether or not that charity event exists or not.
1: Because yeah. then they so, have
0: ownership in it instead so of, of the, just thinking they do.
1: Right. So one of the things that we've done, um, and Kelly may wind up writing this up for us, is she actually breaks down and has like shown people like this is how much it was for timing per person, right? Like this is how much a shirt cost per person. And one of the one of the more difficult parts that we're seeing as a trend line is people are registering for most events that aren't their big a race of the year later and later and later and later right oh, yeah. so we big had type. and so you know if you're doing this kind of like off the side of your desk or anything like it's harder to build that curve of when it when will registrations happen mm-hmm. and keep in mind right like Metals have to be ordered six months in advance in order to get them on time. Shirts, you know, you can push later and later, but sometimes you're going to run into, like we did this year, like no shirt manufacturer had enough of the same color in stock for um, women's cut shirts. So we had to kind of like piecemeal a few different shirt options together. It wound up oh, working out great. Yeah. But, um, but shirt cost alone almost doubled from the race that we produced in April to now, which is just crazy. Like well, inflation's real.
0: Oh, I know. And um, it's, it's not what they say it is. It's way higher.
1: You know, like our food cost actually was relatively flat. Part of that is because, you know, thankfully, um, one you of our friends actually owns a regional Set of grocery stores, yeah. Um, but we were able to do, you know, quality food for people. But you know, timing's almost ten bucks a person. Oh,
0: I know, right? Yeah.
1: like it's just, and that's not to say that there's any fault with that. Like that's just what the cost is. Um, it's a lot. And, you know, I
0: mean, time, timing's a lot.
1: Timing man. used to be six, they, you know, five or yeah. six
0: bucks a person. Right? They also like, they also do more than they used to. Like, yeah, I mean, do. they come in like, with like inflatables out, now and like you know, the results are there faster. And like, it's,
1: I mean, shout out to Jenna Ginsburg and her team at all sports events, right? Like we've used her forever. And part of that is because I can tell them this is what I need. And I have absolutely nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. Like her main ops guy, Carl is the absolute man. Like, takes care of everything they had a tracker this year to tell me how many people were still out on course what bib number they were like yeah. everything like it and it was so nice to have that um the other nice part you know and this is somewhat selfish but it rained on race day which meant like we had zero complaints out of people who were actually there <laughs> mm. um in part because you know like you wind up with kind of people who are prepared for the elements when yeah, you have something that's a more difficult. Yeah. Um,
0: you don't have the new people that don't really know what's going on that generally are the...
1: And it's not even the new people. It's just there are some people who like... It, I think there's this um, failure to comprehend that an event production is different than buying something on Amazon. You don't get to return it for any reason. Yeah. Um. You know, like, if there's something that we fuck up, like, we're going to own that, right? Because that's that's the thing that's in our control. But stuff that's not in our control, say, like, the fact you suddenly can't run the event does not make you entitled for something. Yeah. Um. We'll see. like, I mean, you saw kind of like a lot of questions on our forum about twin cities canceling because of weather, right? Like race directors do not want to cancel races. No, ever. you know, like especially on race day, because everything is paid for. Like the money is gone. <laughs> um, And if you're, you know like if you're a for-profit and you do this as a business right like okay i would hope you're insured against that loss in some way Mm -hmm. but you know like if you're kind of like a community race director like i don't know what else you're supposed to do
0: like yeah yeah it's tough they um It's why we it's why we're not in the race business
1: you mean you don't want to hop into that no, on top of the team. No, we
0: we help <laughs> we help with the Great Plains gravel try. That's about it, so, I think that's uh, a good place to draw the line. Yeah, it's fun, and I get to participate in it. So you know, it's cool. You've um, got some
1: content going up on the site soon, Bud.
0: I do, I do. Um, so we I just spent a couple of weeks on the new Wahoo Kicker Move, which. This is what i really like about this i'm going to explain this in a little bit more detail than i did in my article because i I kind of touched on it and i i'm going to touch on it again but obviously it's not the first time that we've seen a either stationary bike or a bike on a trainer with you know forward and back motion motion and also side to side motion right They, they didn't invent this this isn't like a new thing but sometimes this is a good example of like maybe it's not always the best thing to be first um, because i think they've done a really good job the best so far at at making it realistic particularly for the price point in which you can buy this piece of equipment and this is why i like this as much and this kind of goes back to my wife and i'm going to use my wife in an example as somebody that is starting to continue her journey into really enjoying being on a bicycle. I'm going to back up a little bit because during COVID, she wanted to get on Peloton when Peloton was super popular with all of her friends, right? And I was like, I'm not buying you that piece of shit bike. It's a piece, it's a piece of junk. It rusts. It rusts out. Like it's a piece of junk. It's twenty five hundred <laughs> bucks. It's like steel. It's heavy. It's just a piece of junk. I'm not doing it. I'll buy you stages because you know yep. they're better bikes. So I bought her a stages, but I but I really wanted her on the the bigger stages bike with the big flywheel and right. actual real feel of a bike, right? She didn't want that. She wanted the in cycle, like, you know, turn the knob, make it hard. Right. So that's what she did. Right. Well, she fell in love with cycling and then she went outside and she got discouraged because it's different. It's totally different. It's totally different, man. Like, and this is why I like, this is what I like most about the Wahoo kicker move is because it engages not only the realistic feel, but what it's really doing is it's engaging the activation muscles that we use while riding a bicycle in real life. So I'm not a big fan of people that ride their bikes on trainers all the fucking time. I think that's dumb. I think there's a purpose for trainers, but if you got an opportunity to ride outside, you need to take it for many reasons. I think you need to learn how to ride a bike properly. I think you need to learn how to ride in traffic. Like you need to learn how to do these things. If you're going to be a cyclist and if you're indoors all the time, In a corner, staring at a television, you are not doing those things, and eventually, you're going to do them outside in a race, and you're going to probably cause a a crash because you do not know how to handle your bike the way that you're supposed to do. You don't know how to change flyers, uh, uh, you know, change a flat, flats. You don't really know how to change your gears. Like you don't know what acceleration is. Like you don't know when to like how to 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 properly brake. Like there's so many things. That are so critical in riding a bike outside safely that you don't know how to do because you're not doing it. And so the thing that I love about the kicker move is it is for the first time, one of the best Mm -hmm. things that you can buy that give you that realistic view for a price point that people can actually afford. Yeah. Because- and you've seen it, right? Like you've seen all of these other, you know, huge platforms and like the big like th- this it's this is like built on the same, like you know, same platform as the other kick. You can fold it up, you can put it in the corner. It's like you know, it's like 25, 30 pounds. Like anybody can move it in and out. It's got all the bells and whistles of the original kicker, you know, it auto calibration and all that, you know, plus minus power, all of those things, right? Like it just moves. It moves and it's a realistic feel. And and I think it's super, super important. And and you're going to start seeing a lot more trainers go this way because people are going to realize the impact that it really has when they're on this piece of equipment or a piece of equipment that's very similar to it when they go to actually race. Um, Because man, it's taken my wife six months to feel like she can ride a bike outside because she had no idea what it felt like to have a bike move underneath her when she was riding no clue and so when you're talking about you know households that have more than one rider in it or are one rider and the other partner wants to get on a bike and start learning it's like they've they've been on training wheels since day 1 and they're going to be so much more effective when they get on the road and get out there i yeah, i'm no, I- super big fan of the the equipment. I think it's awesome.
1: I mean, I think it was, uh, two years ago we did kind of like our ultimate indoor training guide and, you know, I had, I had selected a couple of trainers and everything else. And the thing that people in the comments got on me about was that I didn't include any of the, um, platform tables or anything like that for doing rocker. And, you know, I was like. None of them at this point, I feel like, do a good enough job at making it feel realistic enough and, you know, not for nothing, like, I don't have the kinds of problems that some others have when they ride indoors where, like, their body positioning gets different enough to where, like, they run into either activation or recruitment issues or their position on their saddle isn't as strong as it needs to be or you know a pair of shorts that really works well inside isn't the pair of shorts that they're going to ride outside and you have transition uh, periods between those this is kind of the first time where i'm seeing oh this is something that actually really kind of deeply makes sense in part because it's all bundled together right? Like you have one thing you have to buy and like, I love my kicker. Like it's been by far the most enjoyable experience that I've had um, with indoor training. It just consistently works. And so like, I'd have a fair amount of trust that like with this particular platform, um, it's going to work
0: well as well. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's bulletproof. Like it's, yeah, it's good. I, I'm, yeah, a, it- I'm a big, I'm a big fan of it. I, um, you know, and then the other thing that's going on in the industry too, is, um, Wahoo and Zwift have figured their shit out, which, Woo-hoo! which I think is, which I think is great. Um, and, and I don't mean that like all of a sudden they're like, Oh, let's not sue each other. And let's it's, it's, Hey, we're, we've, we all got away from what we are good at. We, we, We're really good at certain things and we thought we could be good at other things. And then we just got into a pissing match forever about it. And and now they're like, you know, Wahoo's realizing that they're not super great at indoor stuff. Like when it comes to the animation and the all that they're, they're really good at software and hardware, like really good at that. And Zwift, is really good at creating an animated world where people can live in and and escape and ride their trainer indoors and so they're they're working together again on that um and i even say in my article like i probably gonna have to get on zwift again (laughs) because i I got off it i didn't i didn't like the way that they i didn't I didn't like the patent infringements that they, you know, apparently had. I just, I didn't like the way that they handled themselves with that. Um, no, I, was, I wasn't, I, mean, I wasn't a fan of it at all. I thought it was a, thought it was a dick move from both parties and it was stupid. And so I was like, I'm, I'm done with this, man. Um, but, you know, live on, forget, forgive, you know, whatever. Um, time
1: heal, time and money heal all wounds. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and it's, I mean, it really comes down to like what what does Wahoo really do better than frankly anyone else, and it's like they make absolutely bulletproof trainers, in my opinion, right like, yeah, it's just they they're they're great, um and you know Zwift has you know f- they've kind of been the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to indoor cycling platforms right like it's if we pulled our audience right like the majority oh, we of, have we you did you know we like did. swift yeah. wins out yeah
0: um yeah but they they need to they need to change still a little bit like and i, and I told I, yeah. them this what i what i don't like about swift and 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 all and you know this is what i don't like about them is their entire business model is to keep people indoors. On a trainer. Like, that's where they make their money. Monthly subscription indoor on a trainer. They want people to be there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not teaching anybody in that experience how to get outside. And this is where I want them to pivot. I want them to teach people how to write outside. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. I could be wrong, but. but the whole point is to, no, I, I get is to get you through the times that you can't ride a bike outside so that you can ride a bike outside. Like that's why there's two wheels on them. Like get outside and ride your bike, man. Like so much better.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, right. Like we wrote that get outside article back yeah. in January. Um, but you know, Zwift has specific training programs, right, which are designed for like they have a gravel grinder, right? Like which is supposed to build up towards racing, right? Like, and the idea is they're going to try it and make you a more functional rider. The thing that indoors is never going to be able to tell you, right, is how you have to position yourself on a bike with a crosswind in a certain direction. Or when you're riding downhill on disc brakes. How you're supposed to actually pulsate? You your, should be you should right? be able
0: to crash in Zwift. You're going I mean, around so a corner in a in a in a gravel ride. Miles an hour. Yeah. Your your animated character should crash and you should die in the game. I know about- in, the game. in the game. In the game. So.
1: You know, and maybe this is maybe we're giving them advanced oh, opportunity, with like a controller or something like that. But it have it have to be something like a brifter, right? Where you actually can break in game because they've brought steering out. Oh, I know, right? and
0: they've got their little like you know game controllers. I'm like, oh, but
1: God, man, like you know, like on the other hand, right? Like I hated when Zwift changed the rolling resistance for certain terrain. Which made other routes unusable, right? Yeah. Because, because at the end of the day, I just want to ride my fucking bike. I know, but dude, like, you
0: gotta. But if you're if you go from road to gravel, it's different. Like,
1: so I, mean, I like know they, it's well. So our gravel is also different, right? Like, there's not as much of a speed difference on what I ride as a gravel road than say like gravel where you live.
0: Yeah, very true. They're
1: two entirely different surfaces. Oh yeah, like mine's oh, just yeah. dirt, like what's, which turns into mud in April. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yep. All right. I, if I if I see bikes go off cliffs and Swifts, I know that somebody listened. You know.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, that would take probably nine to twelve months to program at this we'll, point. We'll still be, but,
0: we'll still be around. Yeah. We'll be around.
1: They'll be around. (laughs) It'll be good.
0: Oh, man. Uh, And then Zip has come out with um, some new cross-country mountain bike wheels, which are pretty freaking awesome.
1: That I'm really intrigued to hear about from you because um, that's really been the area of riding that I don't do enough and I don't have enough insight on.
0: Yeah, they... You know what they've what they've done is they've 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 mixed the the beginner wheel and the hardcore hardcore wheel, and they've they've brought a lot of I don't want to say flexibility to it, but they've brought a lot of real life feel to it. and this kind of goes back to their whole campaign on hookless, right is how do we ride? on a bike as fast as we can and as comfortable as we can, which turns into safety. Because if you can feel what's going on underneath you, you, you have more control of what, what is, what's, you know, there and you you have more grip on the time and all that stuff. Right. So, you know, that's what they've, that's what they've, that's what they've claimed to have to have done. I haven't been able to ride them enough to really get a better handle on it, but I, I plan on it. Um, uh, yeah, so, but we've got an initial, we'll, we'll have a ride about it tomorrow, mostly just the specs of like, Hey, this is what they're doing. Here's the first look. What do we think? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we'll get into it a little bit more, uh, particularly the rest of this fall. Um, because I, I, was I wanted say, definitely not next week. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I wanted I wanted to be able to ride on them more in the fall around here because that's when I'm gonna be able to really test out what they're claiming that that these wheels do because because the conditions will be right. It won't be just like this hard dirt rock with no moisture no nothing it's just like hard packed shit right that's just that's utah in the summer um, in the spring and fall it's it would be like if i went up to seattle and actually went mountain biking or you know bentonville or whatever so i, I kind of you know had a lot of stuff going on kind of needed to wait a little bit um it was also delayed a lot the The launch was supposed to be like three months ago um so that kind of some things up but we're excited about it. That's cool. Nice. It's good stuff. It's good to see companies innovating still.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if anyone's going to innovate in the wheel space, like there's a four letter word for it,
0: and it's not suck.
1: No, no.
0: Oh, uh, all right. Well, Ryan, what else? What? 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 Are, let's wrap this up here for a second. What are your responsibilities in Kona? You're not going to be there. You're going to be reporting oh. on it. So, what are you going to be writing about? What do we, let's so, tell the people what they're going to get. So,
1: I mean, you're going to have A, the pro field preview uh, come out early next week. Um, you'll also have, obviously, the big race coverage story. I'll be editing pretty much every piece, um, whether it's photo galleries or anything else. Like, expect to see a lot of stuff with my name on it and basically make sure that, uh, All the great stuff that you all are capturing on site is getting its moment in the sun, either on site, on social, or some other way. Um, Which, you know, again, means I'll be mainlining caffeine for a whole week. Mm -hmm. So if anyone has some Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts uh, gift cards,
0: I'm your guy. (laughs) You already drink enough to caffeine, man. Uh, I
1: mean, coffee consumption should be measured in gallons, right?
0: No, that's bad.
1: Right?
0: is fine. You it too. You're a grown ass man.
1: <laughs> it, it's been really shitty because the last like three nights I've woken up at like 11 o'clock and not been able to fall asleep again until 2 a.m.
0: <sighs> you, I haven't slept well either, man. It's been it's i've slept good but i've only slept for like 4 or 5 hours and then i'm wide awake and my head's just going
1: see it's the first time it was because you know we have we have a 19 year old cat he is still spry still you know like he mouses for us you know keeps you know animals that shouldn't be in our house out of our house like great cat but he decided that he wanted a drink from kelly's water cup that was on her nightstand the other night and he knocked Mm. it over scared her so she yelled so i woke up and that shot of adrenaline then kept me awake for the next three hours Mm. and i have woken up at the exact same fucking time (laughs) three days in a row
0: (laughs) have you dreamt about cats
1: no no i haven't dreamt about shit (laughs) dude you gotta become a dreamer man Oh, no, like my Apple Watch and my Garmin are both yelling at me about sleep quality. It's great. Mm. Mm. It's the one negative about all of the trackers and everything else. Like, I don't need reinforcement that, yeah, your sleep sucks. No shit, Sherlock. I can feel it. You're telling yeah, I, me nothing different.
0: You, dude, you got to take that off, man. Don't Don't wear that stuff. Take it off. Take it off at night. I, I quit wearing my, my watch like My coach demands these ago. things. Tell your coach to fuck off. Like, yeah, I, I,
1: I do that. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. That's okay. Away we go again. It's fine. It's, not, it's, it's, it's fine. fine.
0: It's fine until you wake up the following morning and you feel bad about yourself because some technological thing is telling you that you had a bad night's sleep.
1: It just means that, you know, I'm more prone to throw a golf club instead. Right? Ah, see,
0: I'm telling you, man, it's not, good.
1: it's not good. Oh, no, like there is something majestic about seeing like a nine iron helicopter through the air after you've decided that you
0: suck at this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting way off target here. Um, it's
1: as good as uh, Norman Stadler throwing his bike.
0: Oh, shut up! Whatever he said, yeah. Twice. Another flat fucking tire. Isn't that like two or three times he like threw that bike down? Man, what a memory lane. See,
1: right? Like it pays off and it's a Kona tie-in.
0: We all win. All right, really quick. Who do you think is going to win next week?
1: I think Lucy finally breaks through.
0: Okay. The
1: perennial bridesmaid finally gets her moment in the sun.
0: Do you think Taylor's going to walk the marathon?
1: She will walk at some point in the marathon, probably when she's leading and probably in the energy lab.
0: She'll go that long. I think? think
1: she'll lead till about mile 18 and then like the the look of melted ice cream <laughs> will happen.
0: I think that's going to happen towards the end of the bike.
1: Um and like it is shocking to call her a dark horse, but I mean Daniela hasn't done much of anything this year. It's been all or nothing, right?
0: I and think she wins personally.
1: Uh, I th- I think she's going to be up there, but I think Lucy might the one advantage that Lucy's going to have is she's going to have somebody who's going to swim like she does, and try to just get away on the bike, and that's like that's been the difference maker, right? Like she's always had to kind of work on her own. Um, so I think that's where you'll see some really interesting race dynamics. I think Danielle'll probably be like in that sort of no woman's land somewhere, you know eight, ten minutes back, but she'll she won't have and hog with her either.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch, man. I can't wait because you get, I also think it's going to be slower than it has because those, those women don't have those slow age group, not age group of pro men and, and fast age group men to, um, to ride with.
1: Well, I mean, so we saw this with the the Women's it's, Day last year, right? Like the times were still. I mean, Chelsea's time was great, right? Like it. It was also the best weather
0: race. ever. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, I'm well, I mean, so else. that
1: that's always the question mark. Like, yeah, what's the weather? Is it going to be, gonna be like? twenty-five mile an hour winds? Like, how exciting are we going to make this?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe the gods will give us an absolutely epic weather day
0: all right until next week until thanks for joining everybody yeah exactly appreciate it um we may have two episodes next week who knows we'll see see what the hell we can get done all right everybody have a good yes over and out